Is it me, or is the quality or lack thereof of the UFC commentary teams a constant topic online now? It seems like after every card, there's some new controversy. They completely misunderstood the scoring criteria. They were too biased towards a particular fighter the whole time. They didn't understand the rules, the rules of the sport that they're calling. Too much time spent goofing around, not enough preparation put into the broadcast, false narratives, misunderstandings about even the most basic ideas in the sport. Do we have a problem here? Like fighting Kamaru Usman at welterweight? Are things really that bad? With the quality of the broadcast team being so popular a discussion, I wanted to throw my hat in the ring as it were, to talk about whether I'm seeing these issues myself, why this seems to be such a persistent topic of discussion lately, and the reality of the situation. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and I'm wondering, does the UFC have a commentary problem? Okay, even though the intro used very broad strokes about the entire broadcast team, which consists of dozens of different talents, we all know who we're actually here to talk about. Because when we talk about criticism of the commentary teams for the UFC, we're largely talking about two figures, Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier, without question. They are the two commentators that receive the most flack for any number of reasons. Their perceived bias, their lack of prep for the events, their tendency to get off topic or a bit silly, the quote, JRE moments, if you will, their personalities, and as we'll discuss, factors outside of their work on Fight Night. But while a Michael Bisping or Dominic Cruz may occasionally have a gaffe that fans decide to jump on, or analysts might find some criticism about their lack of understanding about how a fight was scored, it's just not on the scale of Rogan and DC, and certainly not as frequently. It feels like as soon as the broadcast starts and those two are introduced, a pessimism among the hardcore fan base can be felt on social media. Like, oh, here we go again. These two guys. Let's see how they screw this one up tonight. And that sentiment is more prevalent than I can ever remember it being in the past. But why? Where is this hate coming from? Why has this become such a hot button issue within the sport? I mean, I'm doing a damn video essay about it. So what's brought on these narratives? I think there's a lot of different factors here, a lot going on. And one of the things really playing into this is the fact that there are so many other talented people working in the sport right now. Rogan and DC, they're the established talent now. And there are members of the broadcast team that that we want to see succeed. We want to see get their shine. Laura Sanko has a large vocal fan push for her to be a part of the commentary team on Fight Nights. Many hardcore fans would like to see more Paul Felder, as they appreciate his more subdued style in comparison to the bombastic Cormier or Rogan. It makes sense because we all care about these personalities, and as fight fans who watch every single card, we see them. We see their work. We know they're good at what they do. We're aware that the UFC has this abundance of talent on their broadcast teams. So of course we want them to get their chance to be in the spotlight. But the larger audience, the people who aren't catching ESPN Plus Fight Nights being headlined by fighters they couldn't name, they don't share that connection. They watch pay-per-views, not even all of them, and they know Joe Rogan. They know Daniel Cormier. The memes are everywhere. Their insane reactions have permeated popular culture beyond combat sports. And so those are the expected talents, which isn't to say that they can't or shouldn't mix it up, but it's a hard sell to casual fans. To most people outside our bubble, Joe Rogan is the voice of the sport, and so they expect to hear from him. It's like the first time I played Madden and John Madden wasn't the commentator anymore. What? Who the hell are these other guys? Or if I ever turned on ESPN and there was some hockey coverage. If it wasn't that Barry Melrose guy, I didn't know who the hell was there. They could have swapped out 57 different people. So that expectation
expectation is there, and that larger audience doesn't share our love of these underdogs, these incredible broadcast team members that we know are just as talented as anybody covering the sport today, and in many cases are likely preferred by the more hardcore audience. Oscar Wilde said everything popular is wrong, and just like the band that went mainstream that you used to love before they hit it big, there's a lot of that feeling, I think, with fans that follow the sport more closely. It's no longer inside baseball to be a fan of Joe Rogan or Daniel Cormier's commentary. We'd rather talk about the other commentator. You've probably never heard of them because you only watch the pay-per-views, but they're brilliant. Our want for these other really great people to succeed naturally plays against the more established crews, and there's a perception that they're working harder, too, something we can all appreciate. Why does Joe get to just show up on fight night, but all these other commentators are busting their ass all week? It's a natural reaction. And while I do think that's a good part of why so many of the hardcore base prefer the other commentators, there are other reasons, too. One elephant in the room we should get out of the way, a massive bald-headed podcast hosting one who in recent years has become somewhat of a lightning rod for controversy, absolutely factors into this discussion. Joe's podcast has become a massive platform and a regular part of the discourse online regarding just about everything happening in the world, especially the United States. As a result, for many people, Rogan is now a divisive figure, more so than ever in the MMA crowd. In the past, Joe was one of those homegrown fight figures. Yeah, sure, he was in comedy and was known from TV, but as this small MMA community, we all felt like Joe was one of us, a member of this group of misfits who loved combat sports. And the rest of the regular world out there, they just didn't get it. But as Rogan and his podcast became more and more popular, and a larger part of real-world discussions, some fans have parted ways with Joe, either for his own expressed views or because of his slate of guests. And that's a fairly recent development. I feel like the pandemic was a real turning point for many of the fans who are no longer on the Rogan wagon. But I think it's worth mentioning that he is now this divisive figure because I think that too plays into some of the criticism he receives on his commentary. Not all of it, of course, but there is certainly that sentiment there. And there are fans more so now than in the past who aren't looking at Joe like he's MMA's guy that we need to protect from the larger world. And it would be silly to act as if that doesn't also factor into how they might feel listening to him on commentary or how readily they might have something to say about his contributions. Then there are, of course, their controversial moments, the things they actually do on the broadcast that drive people insane, those fights that infuriated fans. Jan Blachowicz versus Israel Adesanya at UFC 259 is a great example. Just listening to Joe and DC on commentary, you would have thought that Izzy was putting on some kind of clinic on the feet, when in reality Jan was consistently outstriking the middleweight champion and took every round but one on all three judges' scorecards. At UFC 240, Rogan was criticized for saying that Cyborg looked gassed early in her fight with Felicia Spencer, a narrative he would keep going despite the reality of Chris dominating all three rounds without losing a step. And Joe often does that if he thinks there's an injury or a fighter is gassed. These narratives can oftentimes continue throughout the fight regardless of what is actually happening. DC was famously called out by his broadcast partner Dominic Cruz for not doing enough homework before fights, not doing the research, a regular criticism that has been levied at both Cormier and Rogan, who at times seem to be more off-the-cuff riffing during a fight, versus many of the other commentators who appear to have extensive knowledge of each and every fighter on the card. There is no doubt that mistakes are made, narratives are followed that go nowhere, and sometimes their lack of knowledge about the specifics of a situation or a division show through. Truly, there are too many examples to list here in a single video. And on almost any given night, these issues that fans have with Cormier and Rogan pop up in some form or fashion. There's no denying that their commentary isn't perfect. And so, of course, like any job in the public eye, it opens them up to scrutiny and criticism. And there's nothing wrong with wanting the commentary to improve. Of course, we all want the talent to be as good as possible. All that said, though, I think sometimes we need to step back a bit as fans and look at the larger picture. 
future. We're sitting here debating the commentary and the sport as if it's some sort of major problem that needs addressed when things are better than they've ever been. Even factoring in everything we just talked about with Joe and DC, this is without a question the best it's ever been. It's not even close. Not even close. I think the phrase an embarrassment of riches absolutely applies here. The UFC broadcast crew is absolutely ridiculous. John Anik should be working in football or basketball, or I guess football outside the US. The point being some big sport. The guy's as good as it gets at his particular job. He could be making huge bucks talking touchdowns with Troy Aikman. I have no doubt in my mind, but he's an MMA guy. He loves combat sports. This is his wheelhouse, and he's the anchor for these broadcasts. The metaphorical anchor. I know you could also call him an anchor in the television sense. You know what I mean. And these analysts are amazing. Ridiculously good. All of them. Dom Cruz apparently treats every fight he's calling like he's preparing for a world title bout. Watching 300 hours of film for the prelims alone. Paul Felder has a beard most of the time. Bisping is delightful. Laura Sanko and Megan O'Levy kill it every show. Brennan Fitzgerald and John Gooden are some of my favorites. And I've not even gotten into your Trevor Whitman or Dean Thomas cameos. Not to mention the host of amazing people working the desk on any given fight night. Could you have even imagined this 10 years ago? We have it so good right now. And as far as DC and Joe are concerned, come on, let's not act like they bring nothing to the table here. Sure, there are things that they could improve on about their commentary. Of course, there's no question about that. It's not as if most of the criticism isn't valid, but their energy, their charisma during those big fight moments, it's nearly impossible to replicate. For me, that's their biggest contribution. When some huge thing is happening in a huge fight, those two can elevate the moment like nobody else in the sport. Those are the guys I want to hear when the big upset happens, when there's an insane finish, when the crowd is absolutely losing it, when I can't believe what I just saw. And that's why people love them. And that is why a lot of people don't care if they didn't watch film this week, Dominic. That's why people can look past their biases, which I genuinely don't believe are on purpose or meant to be malicious. I think they get caught up on an idea. And yeah, I want that to improve too, but it doesn't negate all the positives they bring. There's no doubt that their appeal is largely to a more casual fan. They're not giving you brilliant breakdowns every moment, really calling the action for the educated watcher. Although let's not pretend they're not capable of doing so. Let's not pretend one of the greatest fighters of all time, who's also an Olympian, isn't qualified to talk about MMA as he sees it happening. Forget about needing prep. If DC isn't an expert on takedowns in MMA, then who is? And Joe's been doing this now for so long. He's called more fights than the rest of the broadcast teams combined. Don't look that up, it's probably not true. I was just making a point. Rogan's often said he commentates as if he's talking to a friend who doesn't watch MMA. And so I can see why that wouldn't appeal to a lot of us who watch this sport week in and week out. But there's no denying the excitement that he and DC bring to big moments. Go back and watch Pena versus Nunez again. The craziness of that fight, it's absolutely enhanced by Joe and DC being there. It's fantastic. That's where they really shine. John Madden is largely considered to be one of the greatest football commentators of all time. And to me, DC and Joe are John Madden types. Madden didn't get into the weeds of the sport, although he absolutely could. He was an all-time great NFL head coach. He forgot more about football than any fan would ever know, but he treated it as if he was watching the sport with some buddies. He made it entertaining. He loved to use the Telestrator for silly stuff. He'd get off topic in the middle of the game, discuss Traducan or some goofy fan or something. And it was great and people loved it. Sure, he wasn't giving you deep analysis of the game, but I don't think that always has to be the level of expectation on commentary. And the reasons DC and Joe are popular are the same reasons John Madden was so beloved and is still considered by many the gold standard for football. These guys are fun. They make watching sports fun. So sure, there are things that could improve about the commentary for the UFC. No 
doubt about it. Judging is something that they regularly debate without always even knowing exactly what it is that constitutes the criteria. There are times where they go too hard on a single narrative. Can't get past a certain fighter doing something that they perceive as positive or negative. Sometimes it feels like they're not even watching the same fight as us. But to say the sport is in a bad spot with commentary right now, it's a bit absurd. It's not. It's better than ever. It is so great right now at every single level of the UFC broadcast. We're truly in a golden age. Yes, things can get better, but I think acting like they're bad is way beyond the reality of our current era in commentating. It's never going to be perfect, but it's a long way from bad. And I think if we just step back a bit and really take it in from outside our bubble, that is abundantly clear. Huge shout out to Max Randall for editing this video together. Follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.